Welcome to the Freud's Angels podcast, where two highly intuitive women dig into everyday problems using our connection to the divine, psychology, and energy work. We support you in your self-awareness, growth, and aid you in your shadow work. Now we're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Grace. Let's get into the show. Hey, angels, welcome to episode 150 of the Freud's Angels podcast. We are recording this a week earlier because we had a live on Facebook that we posted for the last week's um, episode, which is super cool because Vanessa got her human design mini reading, which was fascinating. Um, So today we're going to talk about something that's a little near and dear to our hearts because of, you know, something we are afflicted with in this lifetime. And I think many many of you may relate to this. So Vanessa, what are we going to chat about? Yeah. I mean, this is, this is one of those ones that I think is, we talk a lot about how we don't want to present things on a surface level and how we, we don't like when people are like, here's where we arrived at. And we don't really know. And we don't really talk about the process of how we got there and how difficult it was and the emotions that we went through. Um, I feel like this is, this is our part of our commitment to that. This is us showing up in that way. Um, we're going to talk about how the the statement of asking for help isn't the solution for the difficulty of asking for help. <laughs> that it feels like um, when we talk about that surface level and we talk about that Band-Aid, it's, it's sensical. It's something that is logical, right? Like, well, if you have trouble doing it, you should practice doing it. And then you'll be good at it, right? Like, and, and so we can absolutely use our logic on that but when you're a person who does not ask for help or has difficulty asking for help you know that there is so much beyond that and that that is that is like our last step in our process (laughs) of asking for help is the actual asking for help there's a whole other process before that to make it a non-traumatic experience because We are not trying to pile trauma on top of trauma, but that's what happens when we make blanket statements like that. And we try to force things like that. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. And from being one of those people that struggle asking for help, there's a whole nother internal monologue that's happening that most people aren't aware of in asking for help. And here's the thing is you have to understand that I think it's not just the idea of asking for help. It's what that means to parts of us that have experienced those places where we have asked for help and that it's been met with whatever type of situation, whether it was like unavailability, like refusal, whether it was like there was nobody to ask for help. You know, we've, there's emotional memory of what it means to ask for help that our our trauma mind has created and that when we do ask for help, like all of those systems are activated. So our trauma response and, and all of those systems that that, ha- that helped us get stay alive and get through those moments that created the hyper-independence are, st- are activated. So in asking for help without the understanding of the internal monologue of what happens when we ask for help, we are just re-imprinting the same belief over and over again. And the solution isn't asking for help that 
especially people who are easily able to ask for help that don't have that part of their emotional makeup, like, don't just think that people asking for help is the end of the, the issue. Like, that's their solution. Just do it. Just ask for help. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, as you were talking, I was thinking, there are some of us that are so deep in that, that you were just talking about. I don't, I was like, where, where do I need help? I don't, you know what I mean? It, it's like, it's like so deeply ingrained in me that it's like anything that I need, I can do to my, do for myself. And it, it like gets masked as, as an empowerment um, it, or, or just an ability type thing, right? Like where it's like, well, I'm able to do it. So I'll do it even if it takes longer or whatever, you know what I mean? It's not always that it, it's sneaky trauma, you know, like it's not always like, oh, I need help and I'm afraid to ask for it and all this kind of stuff. I mean, I don't, I, when I make the statement where I say, I don't need help, I really believe it when I say it, I don't need help. It's like the luxury thing I might ask for is how my brain sees it of like, well, if you don't really want to do it yourself, you can ask somebody, you know, to make it go faster. If, if that's what you want to do, you know, like if, if you are in a time crunch or whatever, you know what I mean? It doesn't even occur to me that there's like, um, that, that help isn't a need all the time, you know, that it's not always about needing help, that sometimes you just like are doing it as an act of self care, you know, to make things, to have some ease in something that you're trying to do that it's not a need-based thing, because that's what I think of as help, of being like distress. I only need help if I'm in distress. And so if I'm kind of not in distress, I don't need to ask for help, right? So I just kind of go through my life, not asking for help until distress shows up, like distress that I cannot handle, right? Yeah. Like I can't handle it by myself. Something really, truly terrible is gonna happen. Meanwhile, you know, I've got people <laughs> in my life that are like, I will ask you for anything because if you want to do it, I'm going to let you do it. Right. Like, and I'm just like, I don't know how you do that without guilt, without whatever, because, and, and without caring whether or not I do it. Yeah. <laughs> like if I say, no, you're like, all right. Like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is your experience over there all the way through? Like what made you ask for help? Why did you ask? like, that's a foreign idea in my head right? Like to even be like, oh, I have a task. Somebody want to help me with that? Like never, doesn't ever happen, you know? Um, and so that's what, like how deep this goes is that it's like, think about the idea of, gee, Vanessa, I wonder why it's hard for you to ask for help because you're only asking when you're already in distress. Your trauma mode has already been activated. You are already in some sort of emotional turmoil. So when asking for help feels like adding on. Yep. It feels like <laughs> risk. It feels like all kinds of things that just could go so super wrong. And that's the muscle memory that you have of asking for help. Meanwhile, again, like this person who's like, you wanna give me a cup of coffee? You know what I mean? Like literally just like, you wanna do that? Like, and, and I'm like, you don't need my help, right? Like in my head thinking like, you don't need my help. Like that's not help to them. They're just asking if I want to do something for them because they don't want to do it. They're so used to doing it that asking isn't a big momentous thing. It is not a trauma. Like it is not a risk whatsoever because they don't care either way for most, most of these things. Yeah. Which is, you know, and, and I think it comes from different spaces in that 
you know, if you're a person who doesn't, like you were saying, like it's another task to put on your plate to have to work through asking for help and actually asking for help. And it's like, do I have the emotional and the energetic expenditure in order to do that? Like I'm already taxed out already. Like asking for help would just add more to my plate because I'd have to manage all the things that comes with it. And we always feel like it's like we ask for help and then we're like, oh no, it's okay. I'll do that. We do the thing anyway. We don't even let them help us. They just stand there yeah. like, uh and we're like no it's okay i got it it's like and then we feel we have to control them because it, we it's like loss of control of the situation if we add somebody else's idea of how the situation is done or that we that like i'm a famous one i've been accused of micromanaging my entire life because you know it's it's like i want it done a certain way and and so you know that's my father and me but whatever and you know it's it's coming into that space of just you know, for me, I, and I've had this experience recently, so this is why this is kind of on the forefront of, of, of my mind, because I, you know, all those of you who know, I just like, I just went through surgery. And, and one of the, the, some of the things that you need to do for surgery is get help. Like, I didn't know how this is, was going to play out. I needed a ride to the hospital and I needed a ride from home from the hospital. I, um, you know, and like, I didn't know if I'd be able to cook for myself. I didn't know if I'd be able to like go to the bathroom by myself. Like, I had no idea what was going to happen post-surgery because it was a surgery that I, I've done every, probably nearly almost every orthopedic surgery you could think of. And like... I got that hands down. I know what to expect, but this one I didn't. And so it was a really scary for me. And so I had to go to my friend group here and ask them. And, and, and I sent an email and I even said in the email, I said, look, I said, this is very difficult for me. This is very challenging for me to ask for help, but I'm in a position where I need it. And oh my God, the result of that, I mean, Everybody was like, sure, we'll help you. I mean, some of them worked, so they couldn't take me to the hospital. But one of them was like, yeah, absolutely. I'm taking the day off. I'm available for you. And I'm like, what? No. I'm like, what? And I like started to kind of go into hyperventilation. I'm like, don't take the day off. You don't need to lose money. I'm like, what's happening? Like, oh, my God, yeah. that's too much. Like, yeah. Yeah. Went into this response of feeling like a burden. Yeah. And then feeling like, you know, and then, and then feeling like, oh my God, you know, I hope like worried that the person is going to be angry and resentful for helping me and that they had to take a day off because to help me and I better appreciate it because they took a day off and like all of those things <laughs> happened internally, yeah. like all at once, like, yeah. you know, and me understanding myself a little bit better than I have in the past about this immediately went into they offered they want to it's hard for us to mm -hmm. i think some of us who have this conflict is that people are willing to help you because they care about you and they love you mm -hmm. not because you're a burden not because you can't do it because that's the other conversation one of my friends i shared it with my friend she was like yeah i get mad because it's like it's like i can do it like i get mad because I know I can do it, but I've asked for help. Like, and so then I get mad that they're helping because I'm like, I can do it. And, and but I couldn't yeah. because of whatever. And, yeah. you know, and, and it's like, there's this realization that I'm trying to enter into my being of they love you and they're choosing to help you because you worthy of it. You're deserving of help. And that 
Help isn't about strings all the time. Is there some people that are assholes about help? Yep, absolutely. There, but but the friends that I've cultivated, they have their boundaries. Some of them were like, yeah, I work on that day, but if you need anything these times or these days, I'm happy to help. Like they were yeah. clear about their availability. And, you know, I'm that person who would take the day off or rearrange my work schedule for people because I, I know how, how difficult it is. <laughs> but right. Having, right. we cannot let other people do that. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like to have someone do that to me. So, so rather than sitting in that overwhelm and the burdensome and the feeling of whatever, I stepped into that space of gratitude. Like, I know it's cliche, but I was like, Oh, I'm so thankful. Thank you. And I sent this and I said, you have no idea how your offer of help and your willingness to do this, how much it means to me. Like I completely stepped into the love and the gratitude for that person to get me in the initially get me out of that response of, of what happens when I ask for help, because I didn't have a choice. Yeah. I could not drive myself to the hospital. Yeah. They would not have let me left leave if I would have, been by myself. It is a requirement for surgery to have yeah. somebody take you to and from the hospital. Yeah, that was actually the last time I asked for help too. <laughs> for the same exact reason. I was like, well, dang it, I can't leave the hospital. Somebody doesn't come get me. I'm going to have to ask for something. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I've asked for anything since. <laughs> like it takes major surgery for us to be like, oh, help, like help, please. And, but and then even then I was like, I remember like I was a hot mess and I was just like, we can just stop at the store on the way so you can pick up the prescription. And he was like, no, <laughs> I'm going to bring you home. <laughs> and I mean, in the store is like five minutes away, right? Like, so all of this is in a five minute radius. Like the hospital that I had that is five minutes away. The store is like right down the street from the hospital. And I was like stressing about dropping me off and going back you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and he was just like, are you insane? Like, I feel like on that day, and this is, this is somebody who's known me for three years and knows my, my hyper independence. But I think on that day, he understood the depth of how like messed up I am in this area of like, I, I, the expectation that I had of just kind of being dropped or you know just like being in trouble or being a burden or being like problematic in in his day and it was just like oh my god like why would you think that yeah you know what i mean and it was just like I, and i was such a mess and i didn't like the feeling of being a mess like and i was you can go and he's like I'm gonna go. <laughs> right because it's me and my daughter right like he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna eat my sandwich like <laughs> and like uh, i wanted to watch moana you know what i mean but like it was a whole like i, I think i it helped me understand the depth of it too you know of being like geez i mean you were you were having so much trouble being cared for. You were having so much trouble being like, like monitored. I don't even know what the word was. Like it, it was like such a, a problem for me to not be in control yeah, and to let somebody else do something. And it was like really eye opening for me, not in the way that I asked for help again, because I don't, I don't feel like I need it. That's, that's what's so hard about it. I think like that that's the inner work that I've been doing of like, why 
Is it a need-based thing? Why is it a desperate, dire straits thing? Like, what is it about me? Like, are there areas of my life that I could use assistance, right? Like, maybe I don't like the word help. Like, maybe I need companionship during things, or maybe I need, th you know, like, however I need to word it to say, like, that would just be nice. You know, yeah. what would be nice to have? Yeah. And then ask for something like that. You know, yeah. like it would be nice to, I don't know, go to, there, there's, there's like a, a class like that's Pilates and yoga together. It's, it's Tuesday nights on at 5.30, you know, and I, I, I have a daughter, like ask somebody to hang with her for an hour. Like yeah. you don't need to have desperate situations. You, you, like the situation is you want to do something, your daughter can't be there for it. Ask somebody to hang out with her, but it's like, <gasps> Uh, they didn't have her. They like she's not their responsibility. Like, oh God, I'm gonna have to reciprocate. Like you said, like there's this reciprocation thing of like, oh, it's not an even exchange that you give because you want to, and I take because I need. You know, whole all of this, right? And people trying to follow right now, like Jesus, guys, like you're a mess. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? There are many of this us. Is why, this is why we're having the podcast because it is not as easy as asking for help. I can't even identify what to ask for help for. That's how deep this goes for so many people. And that, and so the instances of it have to be major. And so that makes it even harder to ask for help because I'm. If I'm trying to ask when it's not major, it doesn't. It feels out of place. I don't even know what to do with it. I don't know how to do it. You know, like that's what we're, you know, we're trying to say. And I think it's such a blanket statement, right? Like, of, uh, what does asking for help even mean, right? Yeah. Like, that's what a lot of people are, 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 are struggling with, because some of the help that people need, they feel are maybe financial, and financial is super hard to ask for, right? <laughs> super hard to ask for. But sometimes it's not even the thing that we're looking for, Right. Because I may feel like I'm in financial turmoil, but I could sit down with somebody and have a conversation with them that isn't even really about that, but inspires me to feel better about yeah. what I need to create in my life. Right. And that would be the help that I needed. You know, yeah. it's so convoluted, but we start throwing this thing around. Ask for help when you need help. And you're like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm asking for. Right. And and we think because we think we don't need help as far as we think that like things like you said, taking a class, that's a luxury. And that's something that's not afforded to people that don't have the typical like family, children and like and, and like like you're meant to suffer forever and not enjoy life because you made that decision. Like yeah. It's, it's the self, it's not self punishment, but it kind of is like you, you've come to the point where it's like you, I think that's where single parents struggle a lot because a, there may not be availability of somebody to help you in that space. But even if you do have somebody, it's like, there's this underlying message of you're a single parent and you want to go to like an exercise class. Isn't that a really like you know like there's somebody else should handle what you, you know your life for you yeah so it's you know it's it's hard to understand all of the meaning that's made behind asking for help in certain places 
And if it wasn't for my massage therapist, I had a massage prior to surgery because I was preparing my body for the onslaught of being cut open. Um, but she says, do you have someone staying with you overnight the first night? And I'm like, no, I'll be fine because I've done it. And every other orthopedic, there's only, I've had six surgeries and only two of them, I had somebody stay the night or leave late and come back early the next morning. I, I've done them all by myself. I've not had anybody there because, well, I didn't feel I had anybody I could ask for help. And, and she said to me, she's like, my schedule is pretty flexible. Let me know. She's like, you don't have to do this alone. And I was like, what? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Because I think, I really think that that's, for those of us who struggle with hyper-independence, first of all, I really want to say that the fact that you do everything and you can do everything is amazing. And it's an, a testament to your resiliency and your strength and your ability to cope and your ability to move through life in a very empowered type of way. I'm not very, what I feel we're saying is not taking any of that away from you. You have accomplished that. And I understand it's through the stress of trauma and, and being alone and the struggle, whether you're a parent, whether you're not, whatever it is, whether you're struggling with a chronic illness and looking for independence, you have gotten in here and it's not been easy. And I'm not totally telling you that it's wrong. It is absolutely okay. But when we get to a certain level, because I've done it with a chronic illness, I was told that I would never live alone ever again. Oh, fuck you. I won't. And yeah. you dare me, dare me. Like yeah. I've been hyper independent since I was a teenager and mm. like, the thought at 30 to tell me that I'm going to be dependent on others. Oh no, 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 you don't understand. And, you know, I've gotten here, but I've also understood how lonely I am, yeah. how the idea of, I understand me not asking for help or asking for people to help me in certain ways has isolated me and has not allowed the people who love me to love me and care for me. And that's why I'm lonely. That's why I feel that loss. Like I, I know that they love me, but I don't feel it because I'm not allowing them to show it in the way that they can or mm -hmm. offer it in the ways that they offer it. And that was hard to stomach because I'm like, oh, you mean it's not because it's not love is not around me. It's because I'm not willing to let it in. And that's what this is. Now that doesn't take away the difficulty but this surgery really taught me is like, there are people I know I've only known my massage therapist for, I don't know, maybe a year, if that, and mm -hmm. somebody who is not in my inner circle is willing to spend the night at my house to care for me post-surgery. We're not even like, I mean, we're connected obviously because she sees my naked body and she cares <laughs> for me. She's a wonderful human, but like, you know, but she's not a person who like my, like Johan or like Vanessa, we have a relationship, but it's not like in that depth. And to have her just offer to rearrange her schedule for me to stay with me that one, I said, and I told her, I'm like, well, let me think about it. I'm like, thank you. Of course, I started to cry. And I'm like, thank you. Let me think about it. Cause I was like, you're not going to do this because you know what's happening. <laughs> answer fucking no, but yeah. <laughs> but the day, the, the Sunday, the Monday before surgery, I was like, I, I kept hearing her say, you don't have to do this alone. Yeah. And it kept going around in my mind and I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> Sorry. Didn't expect this, but, 
being hyper independent. I've done everything in my life by myself. Mm-hmm. I've never had people to support or even just be with me through the shit. I've done it myself. There have been people. It's not that people have not been there. Yeah. It's because of my codependent tendencies that I've not let them be there for me. Only when I needed extremism, like I physically couldn't do something, would I allow them to help me. And it's lonely and you wonder why you feel isolated is because we, we being so hyper independent, we don't allow that love to exist in our lives because we've been taught as generally as children that you can't rely on the people that are supposed to love you. Yeah. And, it, and the roots are there and it's, it's it's coming to an understanding of why but i have entered into that space of curiosity that we always talk about and i've entered in that space of curiosity of what would it be like and what would it feel like to let the love that people have in in their own way without the understanding or the expectation of how that looks because that's that's what i ran into when i yeah. you know, had to start asking for help like i expect it to look like this but it didn't yeah. so i didn't think it was love Right. Oh, yeah. We've talked about this so much, and I think almost to the point of like beating the dead horse, but it's so important to understand that because, you know, on Monday when I asked and I sent her a message, I said, look, I said, if you're able just the first night just to make sure I'm okay, because the doctors were worried. I have sleep apnea. What if I stopped breathing? Even if I had my machine, what if I died? Like no one would know. Yeah. (laughs) And so... (laughs) You know, but I was like, the thing I think I decided was that I deserve the comfort of having somebody there. Yeah. And it was like, and then, of course, the trauma mind decided to do its thing. And I was talking to my friend Johan and I said, it's not the asking for help is not exhausting. The what I have to manage post asking for help is the exhaustion a hundred percent that's what we're protecting ourselves from it's like and and so it's like the constant working with my trauma response of you're a burden people are doing this because they feel sorry for you it's it wants to negate all of the connectivity that i'm trying to create with the care and the love and it's telling me that all of those things that i'm curious about and allowing to come into my life are unsafe and to hold your trauma mind and your triggers at bay to allow help to be received is the most exhausting thing that it's more exhausting than doing it by yourself. 100%. <laughs> yeah. And the aftermath is not just right after. Oh, yeah. It's months, months of feeling the guilt or the shame or the the burden thing or the, I have to make it even and all, I mean, and we don't make it even. We overcompensate. Yes. We make it even four times. Like you do something for me one time, I'm going to remember it and I'm going to keep trying to make up for it four times over. And even then, you know, it's because the momentousness of what it feels like to have helped me who won't, you know what I mean? Like it's because I'm the gravity of what it feels like to me, I'm applying to them. Meanwhile, to them, it is not a big deal. Yeah. Not even a little bit. It's a blip on the freaking radar. The same way that it is for me. I don't like people to feel in debt to me. Like, I'm like, I, if I said I would do it, it's my fault. 
right? Right? Like, like that's where it has to lie. But to apply that to other people, it's really, really difficult to be able to be like, you got to let them, you got to let them. And then if they made a mistake, you got to let them have made a mistake. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's part of the process, right? Like, of like, eh. and we talk about this a lot in, in, in counseling sessions and relationships. And I like, it, it always gets me a little bit, you know, um, because people will talk about, well, they're just doing it because A, B, or C, because they want me there, because they don't want to lose me, because they, and I'm like, okay, what we've got to do is redefine all of that and use the word love, right? Like, and, or they need to take responsibility for being, for saying yes, when they meant no, right? Like, and that is going to be part of the process sometimes of anything, whether I asked for it or not, because sometimes you don't have to ask somebody for something in order for them to hang it over your head. Sometimes they give it willingly and then they hang it over your head, right? Like, so we're not always the precursor <laughs> to all of this thing happening, but we like to believe that we are, right? Like, so it's kind of like expanding away from that and being like, okay, if I ask you to do something that you don't really like to do the same way that if somebody asks me to do something that I don't really like to do and I still do it, I'm doing it because I love that person. I'm doing it because I want them to feel happy. I'm doing it be not because I'm going to enjoy it because I clearly don't, right? But what I do enjoy is easing your burden. What I do enjoy is making your day a little bit brighter than it was, you know, previous to this conversation, right? Like, so if I am feeling that way, I would like to try to apply that the other way. However, I feel like what happens, and, and this is what I learned over the last couple of years about myself, is that because of the people pleaser that I am, was am recovering from i would say yes when i didn't want to and i would get resentful and i would you know what i mean like so i it was like but then i would apply that to other people and be like well other people must not have boundaries either and so uh, you know like they're gonna feel that way about me now i'm never outwardly unless we get into a big fight i feel like it was what i what i learned in this at least in the relationships scape is like we get in a big fight and something would get accused at me and I would be like, I do all these things for you, <laughs> right? Like it would come out, I do all these things for you. How dare you, right? Like A, B and C. And it was like, oh my God, you know, like, and, and I, I pretty much remember, like, I don't know if it was word for word, but it was definitely like, I didn't ask you to do those things. And I was like, well, I hate this even more. <laughs> <laughs> like I wish I didn't even say that because this sucks. Like this mirror is burning me. <laughs> it's yeah. like done, and I'm like, oh, it's burning me. And I was like, you know, you're right. I you didn't, and even if you did, I should not say yes, and I should not do those things, and then hang them over your head. That I would apply that to other people, right? Yeah. Like, and be like, well, they're of course they're they're gonna say yes but they're going to mean no. And then they're going to feel the way that I felt, right? Like uh, depleted and, and, and unappreciated and all of this kind of stuff. And that was all in my head. That was all in my head because I was doing things to make people feel happy. I just didn't want a repercussion of any kind about it. I wanted just the glory and I didn't want anybody to have any negative emotion toward me. And so it was like, it tipped over into that people pleasing sphere. And I was like, okay, I'm learning. I'm learning about myself. And I'm, and in that way, I'm learning about how I treat other people. Right. And so 
you know, that all being said, again, like I keep coming back around to saying like, I'm not, I'm still not a person who asks for help. I'm easing my way into it of like, instead of saying that I'm asking for help, sometimes I'm asking for grace. Sometimes I'm asking for space. Sometimes I'm asking for time, for somebody's time, you know, and I'm allowing myself because it's the asking that's my problem. Asking for anything. Yeah. It's not just help. <laughs> and that, like, all of that coming in there of like the burden that you place on somebody or the uncomfortability that you might place on somebody or putting somebody on the spot because I don't like being on the spot, you know, and I don't trust myself on the spot. You know, all of these subconscious things that go on in my head that you just apply to each situation. It's been very freeing, you know, to be able to allow for more of that, to be able to ask for stuff, to be able to say, hey, you know, I, I'd i like to do this. Do you want to do that? You know, and be like, oh God, what if they say no? Well, if they say no, it's fine. It's totally fine. You're back. You're always going to be back at square one. And I feel like this is this has helped me and maybe maybe it's not great, but it, it helps me to be like, you ask for help for something, or if you ask for somebody to do something for you, with you, whatever, and they say, no, you're back at square one, you can do it yourself. You know, like you, you do always know that you can do it yourself. So there is no fear here. Yeah. There's, There's no, no sense of loss. You're not yeah. losing something you had already. This is just, uh, this is addition to the ability and the power that you have. And that's, I mean, that comes with trusting yourself that, like, this is not stress. The one thing that I think I learned in this last, in this journey, this past couple of weeks is I am not responsible for people's choices. Yeah. And I am not responsible for making things that they deem as hard. It's easy. Yeah. Like I'm responsible for how I act, meaning being kind, being neutral, being like, that is, is my responsibility, but how that plays within them is not my responsibility. That has been weird because uh, being a people pleaser in my past years, it's like, I'm always looking to make sure everybody's happy. Everybody's okay. And that's, we went to a restaurant. They, they broke me free of the prison of my home. Um, and took me out to lunch. No, when you have surgery, you feel like you're in a prison for a little bit yeah. until somebody takes you outside and it's like, oh, there's yeah. a world out here. Okay. I can leave at any time. Yeah. Um, it took me to lunch and we split the check four ways. And the lady did not know how to do it. She was like clearly flustered. And I, and I usually would be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I know. It's a lot. I said, and she's like, I just, yeah. I said, I know it's confusing. I get it. That's all I said. Yeah. I didn't keep laying it on. Like, and then I just, I said, you know what? She did one. And I'm like, here, just put the rest on this card. They'll Venmo me. It's okay. Like, I was not willing to trip over myself to make it easier for her. Yeah. I just recognized that it was very confusing and a little bit frustrating because it was. Yeah. And, but I didn't need to be placative. Like I didn't need to placate yeah. her or to make her feel like uh, I, it was really weird. And I'm like, what is this? It felt foreign. It felt like I was doing something wrong. And I was like, what was that? And I'm just like, yeah. and 
Johan goes to me. That's what that that's that's what not being responsible for others' emotions feels like. And I'm like, it does. I'm like, that's really weird. He's yeah, like, you people have been running around doing this the whole time. <laughs> He's just like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it, but all right. It was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't carry any emotional baggage from it, so fantastic. But it, it's yeah. just there's so much more that goes with coping with asking for help or even just i feel asking for help sometimes feels like the ultimate vulnerability like yeah like it it's like you know there's a sense of to some of us failure for of not being able to do it ourselves yeah. like there's conversations that happen internally and i feel that that's such a oh, it's such a hard thing to cope with and so if you're a person who easily has no problems asking for help or you are in that space where you can you, it's not a, it's not an issue for you this is not one of the things that you struggle with when you're telling people well just ask for help understand there's a bigger conversation you're you're nearly asking them to jump off a bridge yeah like <laughs> feels as overwhelming as choosing to jump off the the <laughs> metaphoric bridge so to speak i'm not saying personally for yeah. real bridge, but like yeah. you're asking them to do something that is so risky and life-threatening to them and, and it's this seems extreme but it is true it mm -hmm. there's varying degrees and levels of what happens internally post asking for help now mm -hmm we can heal it we can change it vanessa and i are both exploring it in our own lives and how we relate to it and the reasons why you know being more comfortable with understanding like i i know that i can ask johan for help i can ask my friends for help they may not be able to because of circumstances but it's not from an unwillingness to help yes yeah. And it doesn't mean anything about our connection. It doesn't right. mean anything about our relationship because that's so much of it, like so much of the trauma, right? Like when you were talking about the childhood thing, it's kind of like if I ask for help and, and the people who are supposed to be like my, my number one supporters and the people who are raising me and everything like that make me feel like I am burdensome or that I should be doing it on my own, then there is this thing, this thing that gets, that gets put inside of our heads that, that you have to do it that way that there's that the people don't want to do that for you they don't want to help you that you're forcing them into some sort of contract that they hate and, you know, and all this kind of stuff and so we learn that it's it's a bad thing it's a failure it's it's like everything that you're saying you know of like well and i, I i've caught myself i have caught myself because when i don't want to do something if my daughter asked me to do it i have said and i hate saying it out loud well, if you can do it for yourself, you should. And then being like, freaking brick. Like as soon as I say it, being like, I didn't want to say it that way. But in the moment, that's what it comes out so sharp, right? Like of of instead of wanting to feel like I'm gonna let you down or feeling like I'm asking you to do something that you don't want to do, and now we're fighting about it. It's it's like such a wild thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like that happens in that very split second. And I, I think that like, this is why we're talking about like kind of exploring it of being like, well, what is happening in those split seconds? Where is the origin of the, the, the need to do everything by yourself or to 
not burden people? Like, what is the origin? Because we all have different ones. We all have different life experiences. We all have different upbringings. You know, like for me, that it was very much the strength of being able to do everything by yourself. I mean, the matriarch of the family, my grandma, it was, it was like, oh, she raised five kids on her own after her husband passed. And like, you know what I mean? Like all by herself, like was this big strength thing. And it is, but it gets over glorified to the point that like, that would be what I would battle of being like, well, Nana didn't need help. And she had five kids. You have one. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, where the hell did that come from? You know, <laughs> like, you know, I didn't know that was there. Apparently that's there. That's been there, you know, and that's a belief system that you, that you put across the board. It's not just within you when you're in that specific situation. It is a deeply ingrained thing of that being strength, that being, you know, resiliency, or, you know, we use all these words and it's kind of like, no, yes and no. Like, yeah, it can be a strength, but it also doesn't need to be that. It doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be. And it doesn't really do anything, really. You know, like my value in the world hasn't increased because I do these things on my own, but my stress level absolutely has, my burnout absolutely has, you know. At what cost, I always say. Like yeah. when when people talk about, well, this person did this, this, I'm like, at what cost? Yeah. Or how well adjusted are, you know, are were the children? Like yeah. what were the emotional deficiencies? It's not to say that she did a bad job. It's not to say she did anything wrong. She had to do what she had to do in her circumstances. Yeah. And 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 it's like you can't like I try to make sure I monitor those places that I do that and say their circumstances are different than yours. Mm -hmm. And you don't know that it's, if she had the choice to have help, she probably would have had help. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't an all, like it, it wasn't this big heroic thing. It was out of this necessity. Survival and, mode. And, and the, you know, keep my children alive, keep food at our table, keep us going, but at what cost? You know, right. did it's it's not to say we don't do the hard things for ourselves, but when we're not allowing ourselves to have help and to get assistance on the things that are hard that we do have available assistance or could possibly, it's it's like we're punishing ourselves for the sake of somebody else not asking for help. Yeah, which is yeah. really weird. I know it's totally weird. Like when you say it that way, it's just like Bleh. like following patterns back like yeah. <laughs> yeah. again it comes back to following <laughs> patterns it always freaking does yeah but yeah like, like it's so it's so deep you know what i mean like there the, the, and this is again like to bring it back to what we've named it you know like it you can't just throw the band-aid out of it you've got to really get into like your own specific situation and why this is a thing i mean there there are certain things that i've realized i don't want help with like, it, like I've actually sat with them and been like, I don't want people to do that. Like they literally just don't, it's not a thing. It's a thing that I want to be mine. Yeah. Not because, but, but if I want, if I'm choosing that, then let me make sure that I'm balancing in some other way. Right. Like, so if I'm going to take this and make this mine, then I've got to balance it in some other way because I can't do that with everything because I don't want anybody to do anything because it makes me feel in debt. Right. Like we're not tipping it all that way. 
but it's a delicate process for me because I, I also feel like there's personality that goes into it. I don't have patience. If I have asked somebody to do something, I generally want it to be done in a certain time frame and not in their time frame. That's difficult for me to manage. So I will sometimes avoid asking for that reason. It's like, well, I want it done right now. And if you can't do it right now, then I don't, I'm not gonna ask. And I like get that and I, and that's why I won't ask because I don't ever want to put that on somebody. I don't want to say, well, I want it done right now. But yeah. That's not my personality. That's not how I do things. So it's like, well, then if you want it done right now, you need to do it yourself because it's not fair to do that to somebody else. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's, there's a lot of different ways that you can see that this affects life. Again, like not just in dire straits, you know, like, asking for help sometimes is just connecting with somebody like I need a mental break from my day so I need somebody to tell me some crazy shit about their life like that is that is the help that you're giving me today is a distraction you know or like you know all kinds of other things right like give me some ideas that's asking for help right and so for me I feel like I've had like I said said before I've had to turn it into asking first like this is my process of just like asking stuff that seems a little bit like, well, you know, like, or telling stuff like, oh, I'm going to put myself out there and see what happens. Because for me, like you had said, managing my own emotions and managing somebody else's emotions are extremely difficult for me. I have such a hard time if I ask somebody for something, if they even make a face, <laughs> if they even make a face, it activates that system. And I'm like, oh my God, you shouldn't have even asked. Now they're mad at you. Now they don't want to do like, or they're going to say yes. And then they're going to like hate you forever because you like fucked up their day that day. You know, like, and I, this is all against my will. I do not want to think this way. This is not how I want my brain to go, but this is what happens. So the complete avoidance of it <laughs> has been the coping mechanism forever. But what I've had to do is to learn to manage. And people can make a face. They're allowed to make a face. Like, you can't expect people to never make a face, right? Like, they're allowed to have an emotion. They're allowed to have a reaction. And you've got to let them be responsible for that. And then you've got to detach yourself from that and let that be their own process that they're going through. Let them do things at face value. Let them be themselves in that moment. Stop thinking that it means something that it doesn't. You don't even have any information. You have a face. The meaning we make of things, like... That face is like, they hate me and they're mad at me and they don't think I'm worthy and I'm a horrible human. And like, you've made up the story and they're just like, I had some gas pain. Like, yeah, right. Or I was thinking, that's my thinking face. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, your thinking face looks like disgust. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my God. The things that we make meaning of is so hard and it's such a trauma response, but we can be free of it. We can work on it. We have to be aware of what happens. Yeah. And so we really encourage you, like, think about it. Think about asking for help and think of, and hear what the brain is trying to tell you why. And yeah. think about the reactions that you have and, and, and begin to unpick the thread because this will bring you awareness of where you need to go to do the work in order to do, to, to be released and to be able to let people love you in the way that they can. And your world gets less lonely and you, you're you not quite as reluctant to ask for help. And sometimes 
like for me, I I noticed this this a long time ago is like I struggle with cleaning my house, like physically now, but before I was like, ugh, it's a representative of sometimes my cluttered mind. Yeah. I realize if I just have a phone conversation and it's just talking on the phone, I can get my whole house clean in like less than an hour. And it was like the understanding of I don't need to ask for help in cleaning. I just needed company. Yeah. Distraction. Okay. I just need someone to distract me and to have conversations so I can do the movements and do those things. So also know it's not sometimes asking for help is not the solution. Sometimes it's just saying, hey, would you mind hanging with me while I do this thing? Because I would really love that company. And point in case, I, I worry about what people think when I'm walking outside because I am in a new place, like only a couple of years. I, I don't have the security that I normally would have. And so I've been reluctant to walk outside in my, my apartment complex. And so Roman came over to bring me lunch and to see how I was. And I wanted help taking trash out. And like, I was like, Ooh, will you walk with me to the dumpster? And it was enough for him just to walk with me to me, to be safe and experiencing it physically and emotionally that it was like, Oh, I can walk to the dumpster now. It's safe yeah. to do so. Like he didn't do anything. Yeah. He just, spent time with me and and, and that's sometimes it's, it's all distracted my monkey brain yes so <laughs> so also it's asking for help sometimes isn't like i don't need your help i just need your your energy your assistance your yeah. your your presence that sometimes is just enough so also think about places where you can just add people's presence in your life yeah. say hey i have to go do this would you mind coming would you want to come with me or would you just walk with me or whatever that is having that sometimes is all that you need. It's not, you didn't need to ask them to do anything, but just be with you. Yeah. So, yeah, it's so, so much. Right. And that, and like I said, I feel like that's, that's exactly the lesson that I'm learning is that I'm like, this is not about like, you're, you're going to get better at when there is dire straits that if you just allow yourself to figure out what asking for things is, because you don't ask for anything. You don't ask for gifts when it's your when it's your birthday. You don't ask for time when you want time. You don't you don't ask for you don't ask for anything. Yeah. Start asking for stuff. Ask for ideas. Ask for things that feel safe. Ask yeah. for things that that are not that big of a deal, right? Like and and sometimes it is very small. Like you said. Like I mean, when you were talking about that, I was like, could I ask somebody to walk to the dumpster with me? You know what I mean? Like. Because my immediate thing would be like, well, why do I need them? Like, and I, I, this is what happens when I'm listening. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, again, like, this is the work that I'm doing, though, of being like, where does that even come from? Like, where does that come from? That's not a big ask, but it feels like a big ask in my brain. Yeah. Man. It's that hyper, the, the, the hyper focus on strength. The hyper focus on doing it for yourself is the only safe way. You can only count on yourself. Don't trust others. Like all of this, this all mashed in. Add on the trauma of having asked for help and having it held over your head. You know, having people treat you like crap. You know, like well, of course that's in there. People telling you that you know you chose your circumstances and so you can't. You know, you don't deserve help. Like all of those things get mixed in there. Of course, like the trauma is part of that conversation, but 
you know, really diving through that to see how it how it does show up in your everyday life is a whole trip. Yeah. Let me tell you. It is. It is because there's so many tentacles and it's very complex sometimes. It's, yeah. it's about the, the way that the, the roots are weaved and, and yes. but it's possible to start somewhere small. It is. It's, it's possible and it's possible to work on becoming closer. Like I am more confident now that if I needed help again or thought I wanted help that I could easily ask for it. Like it, I would still have the same, like a varying degree of response, but it's, it's like, you know, it's like proving to me that, oh, okay. Like, like telling myself it's safe to ask for help. Like, I'm safe to ask for this. It's okay to do that. There are people in my life that are safe to do that. And I understand, and the hyper-independence comes from that space of fear of making sure and proving to ourselves and showing ourselves we can trust ourselves that we'll take care of ourselves because out of a space where we didn't have that help. And so the feeling of it, but it goes rogue somewhere and it makes meaning that like, this is it forever. Like you can't rely on anybody forever. And so- <laughs> I understand how it's important sometimes that we show ourselves that we can be trustworthy and we can take care of ourselves and that we're okay, but we don't need to take it to the point where we're self-isolating and we're not allowing people to love us. So, yeah. Amen. Yeah. So we hope that you have more insight now about oh, the idea of asking for help. Those of you who don't have that, that conflict internally, how maybe you can understand how the people that do in your life and how sometimes maybe have a conversation being like, Hey, like, is there any place I can help you? You know, I understand that's hard for you. You know, what's, how does that, how do you feel about asking for help? Ask them, see where you can support them and having understanding. I mean, talking about it with Johan is like, yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to manage that part. And he's just like, I just want you to know you're not a burden. We love you and we really want to help you. And it was like, oh, thank you. It's just hearing that from someone other than my own brain was was enough for, to help me not put it down, but it's not so quite so strangling me at the, you know? So it's it's having, you know, interest in the people that do have a problem asking for help and understanding their process, not in a way to fix them, but in a way to do small parts to help ease that. So. And for those of you who have that problem, you're not alone. We are here with you. We we understand and we totally get the, but you do have, there is an opportunity to feel safe and there is an opportunity to be aware and then to work towards being able to allow people to help you, to care for you and to treat you in a way that part of you is probably yearning for. Yeah, 100%. So we love you. We'll see you next if you were triggered by anything said in this podcast, please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room. To more deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast, I'd love for you to connect with me. You can find me at Vanessa Perry Counselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net. And if you wish to take your healing further, through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace, at graceevergreen.com or graceevergreen at outlook.com. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.